Bing, 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 bing. Welcome to... Well, according to Noah. What was your bing, bing, binging for? I don't know. I don't know. Bing. Microsoft Bing, that's why. Well, we have to apologize. We missed last week. We both had the flu. So we didn't feel like recording a pod. So we just did a bunch of laying around, didn't we? Yeah. Somehow your mom got out without getting the flu so far. And I got to sleep for like the whole day. Yeah, we did a lot of sleeping. I did. Well, so did I. You were asleep. You didn't know. But anyway, we're back. Hope you didn't miss us too much. (laughs) That would have been a womp womp. That was definitely a womp womp. So this week, for Christmas, Noah got... A book. What's the name of this book? Curious Minds. Actually, the name of the book is Interesting Facts for Curious Minds. It makes a big difference. No, it doesn't. On one hand, you're just saying somebody has curious minds. And then when you're looking at the title of the book, you find out, hey, it's a bunch of interesting facts for people who have curious minds. I only read Curious Minds because it's in the big yellow molding. Well, that's why you need to pay attention. So, before we get started, did we do anything the past couple of weeks? Not really. We watched any movies? We're currently watching Monarch on Apple TV. What do you think of Monarch so far? Nah. I think it's really good. It's I a, haven't seen Godzilla except for one scene, and he only got like. It doesn't say it's a Godzilla minute. show. It just says Monarch. Whatever of the monsters, right? Yeah. So never once did it say it was a Godzilla show. I might have called it, it that. It said Godzilla Monarch of the monsters. No, it does not. Anyway, I think it's pretty good. Check it out if you have Apple TV. What movie do we watch? Oh, The Burbs. We dove into an old movie. And that other movie. What other movie? That other old movie where it was the guy and they make a a story about sweet revenge. Oh, <laughs> dirty work. So we're kind of letting Noah see some of the older movies that I used to like. So Dirty Work is a very good movie. Kind of inappropriate for some parts. <laughs> but it was very funny. My favorite part was the the cars. With the dead people in the back? Yeah, the dead people. <laughs> the special it, dead people. The special dead people. If you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. Uh, the Burbs, what did you think of it? I thought it was going to be more scarier. Yeah, they kind of made it look scary. but They made it scary for like some parts, but then like... Half the times you you realize it's just a a random movie about a suburb. Could happen in any suburb if you start thinking. Likewise. That things are going on behind somebody's closed door, right? Yeah. Well, it's another good movie. Another good old 80s movie. That might be the 90s. I know Dirty Work's the 90s. But anyway, the the burbs was a weird one because 
Are they German or Swedish? The neighbors? I think German. One sounded German, then the other one didn't. The other one sounded like a doctor, maybe. How do you sound like a doctor? He sounded smart. Just because you use big words doesn't make you smart. No, but because they call him a doctor, makes him a doctor. And usually you have to be smart to be a doctor, I would think. Didn't the doctor sound smart when he came up to you and said, hey, you have flu type A. It doesn't matter if you had a flu shot. You had the flu. Well, yeah, but the ending of that movie was funny. You'll have to watch that one. We won't give the ending away. God. So, that's really all we've been up to. We ain't gone anywhere. So, I guess that's it. So. How did Dirty Work end? I forgot. Well, we'll have to talk about that later. So, we are this week going to give some very interesting facts from Noah's interesting fact book. He was tasked with finding 20, 20 interesting facts. I think he turned to a page and took five, turned to another page, took five more. I don't think he flipped through the book just to find fun facts. What do you have for us today? Uh... All right, so just... To throw this out there, here's one fact. I just flipped open the book and found this quite interesting. According to Oxford Big Data Institute, Glasgow, Montana. Never heard of it. It's in Montana. It's a city. Is located further from a population center of 75,000 or more people than any other town in the lower 48. There's a town with five people. What town? I don't remember the name of the town, but it was uh, somewhere out in Texas. But it was closer to a big city than Glasgow, Montana. Yeah, but that place was close to uh Exactly. That's what, that's what it said. Glasgow, Montana... Is further away from any big city than any other state in the the lower United the lower forty eight states, which is they didn't count Alaska in that. But uh, it's in New Mexico, I'm pretty sure. You have to ask mom; she'll remember. But once again, it's closer to a big city than this city. Anyway, what kind? Give me some of your fun facts. I'm gonna do the one that I took seven on. Uh, page 59. It's about furniture. American company Ashley Home Store is the top retail furniture store and sales in the U.S. close at the number two is Swedish founded Dutch headquarters Ikea. So Ashley Furniture is the largest furniture place. Yeah. Apparently. Almost passed up by Ikea. Yeah. Speaking of Ikea, I have another one. Okay. Staying true to their Swedish roots, Ikea almost sell, also sells meatballs. Ikea sells about 
150 million meatballs every year. That's a lot of meatballs. But aren't Ikea meatballs really good? That's what I was about to say. I've heard they're very good. We don't have an Ikea in Birmingham. There's not any close to us, but we can find an Ikea. There's an Ikea in Atlanta. Or outside of Atlanta. Not quite in Atlanta. The ancient Egyptians didn't use pillows. The the Egyptians used headrests, which all but ensured that person... That a person would have to sleep on their back. So, wait a minute. They didn't use pillows. They had headrest. I guess it's probably, it's supposed to be more healthy to sleep on your back. How do you... I don't sleep on my back. They didn't have a pillow. How did they get a headrest? Probably just something there for them to lay their head on. I don't know. You should have researched that. Well... Yeah. The finest Egyptian uh, furniture was made from e-bone. E-bone? E-bone, but instead of an E, it's a Y. I don't know what that is. Like, you know the E that ends in bone? Instead of that, it's a Y. That's what I said. I don't know what that is. I was looking it up. It's a Y-bone. Y bone. Let's see. That says T bones. That's not what I typed in. I typed in Y bone. But somehow it changed it to T bone. Y bone. No. E. Let me put it in how you spell it. You said it was a Y instead of an E. Y E bone? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> that doesn't say e bone. <laughs> yeah, it says e bone. <laughs> it says ebony. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> ebony is a wood, buddy. E bone. I thought it was e bone. Oh Since ebony. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to get my composure from that, Mr. E-Bone. All right. <laughs> it was imported from Afri- Africa interior. It, it was more valuable. Well, I guess you said it's imported from the interior of Africa, correct? It says Africa interior. The African interior? Yeah. Because you know where Egypt is, right? Yeah. Where is Egypt? Africa. Okay. Just want to make sure. We didn't do too good on our west of the Mississippi test today, so I'm trying to, trying to make sure we know our stuff. All right. What's next? Although the Romans didn't invent the sofa, they knew how to, how to use them. Romans... Per- Partitions enjoyed lounging on sofas while they entertained guests who would also have had sofa to lounge on. So you just laid around on the sofa? Yeah. Oh. Uh, in 2020... And, and you found that interesting? 
that Romans laid on couches? <laughs> oh. Do they get their couches from IKEA? I was gonna say Ashley. And were they made out of Wybony? <laughs> In twenty twenty, China was the world leading exporter of furniture with six with sixty nine billion worth Poland. What? Oh, there's a period after worth. Poland was the second with nearly thirteen billion worth of furniture exports. It's a lot of couches for Romans to lay on. And for the last fact about furniture, some believe that young Benjamin Franklin made the first rocking chair. Its inventor will probably never be known. First designed in America, rocking in America, rocking chairs began began being sold in England in 1725. So Benjamin Franklin liked rocking chairs. He made the rocking chair. So. I flip to another page here. Do you have anything about the M4A1 carbine? Carbine? That? Uh, what page is that? 62? It is the standard. Yes. You already have that one? No, I have 61. It is the standard issue rifle for the U.S. Army. It began replacing the M16 in 2010. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you really? No. Okay. And then, as a nod to their love of scooters, the French military developed the Vespa 150 TAP for the Special Forces in 1950. So that means the French military were scooting around on scooters. But they came equipped with a 75mm recoilless rifle. Hey, you want to go scooting? Okay, bring your scooter. Well, now, when I say scooter, you know I'm not talking about like what you yeah, I know. kicked on. Let's see. Here's a Vespa. Vespa. Do you want, what kind did I say? I don't know. I don't either. But there's a Vespa. Vespa. Since you're doing... The, uh, the blue one's a Vespa. Vespa. $560. That's a fake one. How do you know? Because Vespas are expensive. Uh, since he already did his, I'm going to do mine. So, uh, dogs have been used as weapons throughout history. In World War II, the Soviets used them as suicide bombers. And more recently, in North Korea, ha has trained dogs for simul similar missions. Well, that's not cool. Uh, the Germans developed remote-controlled bombs during World War II, known as the Goliath Tracked Mines. Germany produced 7,564 single-use Goliaths during the war. What's a Goliath mine? A remote-controlled bomb. And it's called a Goliath mine? Goliath tract mine. Let's see. I kind of want to see what this says. Goliath. Tract mine. Tract. So I guess it's on tanks. No. 
Bob. Yep. Oh, we've seen these things. It looks like a tank without the tank. It's just the bottom part, right? It looks like a an RC car. Looks like a... You take the tank and take the turret off the top. That's what it looks like. And make it smaller. Yeah, because I think it says... It's only well, it's 820 pounds, but it's only it's under four foot long. That's a lot of pounds. Uh, the U.S. military is currently working on a, a pulsed energy projectile, or PEP, which uses a laser to send a small amount of exploding plasma. The military claims this it will be a non-lethal weapon. Non-lethal? Yeah. And it shoots out exploding plasma? Is that what you said? No, it sends small amounts of exploding plasma. There's a difference there. <laughs> I guess so. Kevlar, the sim- the synthetic fiber using bullet-resistant clothing, was invented by an American chemist. Sir Seth- Kevlar? His name wasn't actually Kevlar. Oh, his name was not Kevlar? Stephanie Louise Kellowit. Oh. I don't know how to say her last name. In 1965. The primary weapon for... You know, Kevlar is like... A bulletproof vest. Yeah, but you know, it's just made out of material, right? Yeah. Just woven really tight. Uh... The primary the the pr- primary we- weapon the Roman centurions used is was a one-handed sword called a gladius. Gladius was also the is it Gladius or Gladius. There's a I U S at the end, so I'm guessing Gladius. I thought it was Gladius, but go ahead. It's like also, a the Latin sword. Latin word for any sword. Now, did you hear how they trained with the Gladys or Gladius, however it's said? No. They used a fake one that weighed a lot more than the regular one. And they trained with that a lot. That way, when they went to use the regular one... And feel light? It felt light, and they were able to use it a lot easier. In... 1998, the U.S. Army began developing the Vortex ring gun. The gun is a non-lethal weapon that shoots vortex rings of gas, capable of knocking a person to the ground. I guess that's another non-lethal thing, huh? Yeah, but I don't know if knocking a person to the ground is non-lethal, because if they fall on their head backwards... You're not trying to kill them, I guess. So this one's plagued corpses, uh, Greek fires, and mustard gas. Uh, it's believed Mongol armies brought the Black Death into Europe. When, when they be, besieged the, the Genosians trade city of Kafifa. Kafifa? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> On the Black Sea in 1347, the Mongols captured infected corpses into the city. Catapult. There we go. 
catapulted catapulted infected corpses into the city, spreading the disease. Yep. Between that and rats. Rats. Yep. Send in the rats. Well, I don't think they catapulted rats. I think rats just brought it with them. It's it's like uh, the scene from uh, Lord of the Rings where they were catapulting heads. Yes, or the scene from Monty Python where they're catapulting cows. I don't know how cows chickens. relate to humans. They were catapulting chicken. And ducks. Weren't they just catapulting everything? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Lucite was... Lucite... I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Lucite? L-U-C-I-T-E? Hold on. Are we talking about... Lucite, I guess. Yeah. I've never seen that word before. Uh, where was I? Oh. Was a chemical weapon developed by the U.S. government in eight in nineteen seventeen for World War One. The war, the war ended before anyone was used. What any was used? What did it say it did? It was a chemical weapon. Oh. It didn't explain what it did. What war was it? I'm sorry, you told World me. World War One. Okay. I thought they did use chemical weapons in World War One. Well, Maybe yeah, that was but the first this one. Was, this was uh, one they were trying to use, but they uh, made it in 1917, which is the end of World War One. No. So they get, didn't get to use it. Mustard gas they used a lot, and that was a chemical weapon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw in a, a second one uh, uh, just for no reason. Uh, Poops and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> the first large-scale use of a chemical weapon on the battlefield took place on April 22, 1915, at the Second Battle of Ypres in Belgium. The Germans de- dis- dis- spread chlorine gas... Distributed. Ga- dis- whatever. Chlorine ga- gas on the French, creating a temporary... Excellent. A temporary what? I don't know. It's the last word. <laughs> well, I don't know where you're, where we're at here. Let's see. It's uh, the oh, one above. It. Yeah, it's that one. Salient. Chemical weapons aren't cool, kid. Well, I was just putting it. I know. Uh. The you, sass- didn't, you didn't use them. You don't know that. Uh, I'm joking. The Sassamanian Priestin defeated the Romans at the siege. <laughs> the who? <laughs> the the Priestins. Okay. I don't know how they say the other word, but whatever. Defeated the Romans at the siege of Dura Dura. Your post. Okay. In. CE 256. No chemical no chemical warfare. The Priestans dug tunnels under the city and ignited sulf 
sulfur dioxide when the Romans attempt, attempted to enter one of their tum- tunnels. So they smelled a bunch of sulfur, nasty eggs. Sulfur taste smells so like uh, rotten eggs. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, Scythian archers reported rep- reportedly dipped their arrowheads in snake venom, rotting flesh, f- feces, or a combination of these. Their effect, their effectiveness is unknown. That's kind of gross. They just have a pile of poop sitting there and they stuck their arrows in it to start shooting people? I feel like the snake venom would have worked, but the rotting flesh and feces... You know what feces is, right? It's poop. Okay. So they had a dead body and a pile of poop and a snake next to their arrow stand. No, they probably had like a jar of snake venom. Like, they dip the arrow in the, the snake venom first, and then they put it in the rotting flesh, and then they dipped it so in it was a, you think it was a triple dip? It was a, tri- a triple dip. <laughs> Did I already do the the, the dog one? Yes. What? Okay. Is that all the weapon one? Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to stop for just a second. We should have done this at the top, because you did have something happen today. And I was just kind of curious, since you are a Boy Scout... I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. Would you have known what... Well, before we get into it, someone at the school choked today. Would you have known what to do had you been there? Do you think you would have been able to... Yes. Do you know how to do the Heimlich? No. So... Do you not have your first aid merit badge? I do, but it's been a while since we did first aid. Well, that's something you might need to look into. Because that is something very handy to know. Because you never know when you're going to need it. I wasn't there. No, you weren't like, there. I'm just asking if you remembered how to do it, because in the on Facebook it said Miss Croft did the Heimlich. Yeah, she did. So, stuff like that you need to kind of maybe that's something y'all need to talk about in meetings. Kind of polish up on um, first aid. First aid every now and then, because the Heimlich maneuver is something that if you do it wrong, uh, you really hurt somebody. Yeah. Even when you do it right, you still might hurt somebody because the way you have to do it, it could break ribs and stuff. So, I mean, I guess technically it's not supposed to because you're under the ribs. But that's something that needs to be polished up on. Kind of just a side note there. We're in the middle of a conversation about (laughs) curious facts and I... Stop it to talk about the Heimlich Maneuver. My next one was Do you know anything about the Heimlich Maneuver? I know, like, you do, like, it looks like you're hugging them from the back and then, like, push in, right? Yes. You push in and up, like. Like. You have to have your fist kind of under your rib cage. You have to, there's a certain spot, and I don't want to tell you right now but you pull your fist in and up at the same time apparently she also did mouth to mouth it's supposed to help you're compressing the the air in the lungs to try to help expel whatever is stuck 
And then apparently y'all have some um, little gadget at the school that's a vacuum cleaner thing. So safety vac that sucks out what's ever in there. That's how it worked. That's what they ended up using. I wasn't there for that part. I was like in uh, music. We just put up our instruments at like one. Or like, no, we put it up at like 12.55. So you had already been to lunch? Yeah, we were already finished with lunch. And then uh, right before the bell rang, like a minute before the bell ring rung, we had to stay inside of. I was about to say, they made period. you stay in the class. Yeah, because uh, they put it on something alert. And I guess the paramedics came. We saw the fire part. Fire. Firemen and paramedics, they all kind of yeah. come together. Uh, I didn't see any cop cars, but the cops are already at the. Yeah, school. you already have a. What are they Stamp, called nowadays? A uh, resource officer. A resource officer. Well, pretty sure I should finish my facts. All right, we're going to get back to our facts. I just had to derail it. That popped in my head for some reason. Do you want me to do the Wales one or the Central America one? Um, Wales, is that what you said? Yeah, that's a little bit longer. All right, what you got? So... I'm going to save the whales in uh, Central America for the last part. These are two, like, quick facts. Okay. Um, so, one unhelpful urban myth is if you type the, the pin on an ATM card backwards, it will it will summon the, the police. Don't try, bother trying it. If you do what now? If you... Type the pin on your ATM card backwards. Will summon the police. I don't know that one. I've never heard that. It says one. But it doesn't work, so I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, it says one unhelpful. Okay. So it works. It does work. Apparently, because it doesn't say it doesn't. But you said it's unhelpful. So that would mean it doesn't. What? What's next? What else you got? In uh, 1959, a Californian, a California dentist named William Shane handed out laxative-laced candy for Halloween. Many believe that this case gave rise to the urban myth of razors being placed in candy. Yep, that and there was another person, and I think we've talked about it in Halloween, but he... Put something. No, he put something in his kids' candy. He actually did it to his own kids, but he put it in the candy they brought home, or he mixed that candy in with the candy they brought home, or something. So he did it to his own kids, but that's where it all started. That and the laxative. What are laxatives? Make you poop. Oh, that wouldn't be cool, would it? (laughs) Mom, I got a Hershey's bar. Exactly. Because some X lax the, the old stuff, I think, used to look like candy bars. All right. I'm now going to do the two long ones. Okay. So, many people in Central America believe in a canine creature named El Cajo. I'm trying to say that right. It looks like that. Let me see. Cajo, something like so that. The top one? 
Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Cave Joe. Okay, Joe. Uh, I zoomed in. I know. I'm blind. It's a creature that can be malevolent or malevolent in some countries. El Kajijo, El Kajo, is also said to move like, move more like a deer than a dog. In some versions of the story, the creature is also, also said to be dragging a chain that wraps around its neck. In, in fact, some claim that the word Kajo comes from the Spanish word for chain. That's kind of crazy. All right. Let's... I looked up pictures of both of them. And it looked the Kajijo looked like a dog. I don't know. I don't remember what the. You haven't told the next one yet. Yeah, I, I was about to say this it. the one from Wales. Yeah, and Wales, the country, not Wales, the animal. I'm not like trying to say the the name of the city. You probably can't, and I'm sure I can't. Langerwai. Something like that. Okay. Some locals think that a creature called the Angelosaur, Angelosaur hold, holds the secrets of life and death. The inhabitants of the small village say that their local church is haunted by the spirit of the Angelosaur. Located on the grounds of the of the church is the oldest living tree in Wales, which is believed to have begun growing in the Bronze Age. Each Halloween on, each year on Halloween on the the thirty first of July. July. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> the an- Angelosaur is said to appear beneath the tree and announces in Welsh, rather grimly, we may add, the name of the parish members who will die shortly. So it pops up under this big old tree. It says in Welch uh, that you're these people are gonna die this year. Yeah, yeah that's not fun. Uh, I want to add this other one. Right, one it's more. really short. All right. uh, it's the Black Volga. Okay. I don't know what it is. Was it an urban myth popular in the Eastern Bloc? That's Russia, part of Russia. The myth started that the mysterious men. Drove a black Volga limouse abducting unsuspecting children. That's it. Oh, I said Russia, but USSR. All right. I hope you learned some interesting facts this week. I had another page and You're... they had like a well, USS congressman got lost in the... Uh, Alaskan Triangle. Well, we'll come back to this book later another time because there is lots of fun facts in here. So we hope you your mind is not as curious now because now you've had some interesting facts. So what do you have to say for the people? Uh, like and subscribe. Go to worldaccordingtonoadgmail.com If you want a sticker. Uh, they're going fast. Wink, wink. Go to worldaccordingtonoah at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Give us some suggestions. Look us up on iTunes. Give us a rating. We haven't had a rating in a little while, so we're looking for the next rating. 
leave a comment and we'll give you a shout out. So, all right. Uh, you got anything else? No. All right, I guess thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>